0: And the power pole is like a fifty feet tall <laughs> pole. pole. <laughs> you climb, and then you have to step on top of it, mm-hmm. and you need to jump and and hang onto a trapeze. And when it was my turn, I climbed, but then I didn't know how to step in the top of the pole.
1: Marieli Silvette is an entrepreneur, podcaster, branding strategist, and founder of the annual Podcast Latin Fest. She started her career as a manager in the hospitality industry in Puerto Rico, while she dreamed of one day quitting her job and becoming a coach. In this episode, she tells us a story of how she got to the top of that power pole and the effect that single event had in her life.
0: And they were like trying to help me from the bottom, and then I let go, and I said an affirmation, I don't even remember what, and I'm like, this is crazy, and I jumped.
1: My name is Ina Koveni, online presence expert, and I also get to share with you about my experience jumping off a cliff in the Colombian rainforest while hanging out with millionaires and walking on hot burning coals. But what is it about these extreme activities that make us change our beliefs? And do they actually work? We'll dive into that right now. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while having a glass of wine, staring out into the beautiful fall foliage, take a moment moment to slide your finger over to the review section and leave us a five-star review. And say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Here's our interview with my friend, the daredevil, Marielle Silvet.
0: This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Kovani, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found.
1: Marieli Silvette. Marieli, welcome to the global phenomenon. It's so nice to have you, my friend.
0: Thank you, Ina. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so honored to be here <laughs> and excited I, well,
1: too. <laughs> I am super excited because you have been in business for a while. So why don't you tell us what you do right now?
0: Right now, I'm a marketing strategist and branding consultant. I help solopreneurs create a powerful brand online, get more visibility, and attract their most ideal clients. So that's basically. In a nutshell.
1: <laughs> in a nutshell. Pa-dum-pang. I get it. Uh, so I want to know let's start with does a story come to mind of a time mm-hmm. when you said, I'm just ready to throw in the towel? And I want to know what happened, how did you deal with it,
0: and what made you keep going? Let's start there. Okay. The first time that I was about to, to quit <laughs> was when my father became very sick from From a heart condition and and I had to basically stop many of the things I was doing because I needed to take care of him mm-hmm. and my mother who also became very sick at the same time. Oh. So I was in the middle of getting certified as a coach, mm-hmm. which is a significant investment, right? Mm-hmm. So I was still paying for that, but... I wasn't working a lot, so there was no money coming in. Mm-hmm. So um, when that happened, that was around 2000, I think, 13, probably. And and also, I was about to lose my home. <laughs> I was about to lose my apartment. So it was a time, like, I'm, I've been three years in this. It's impossible for me to be in this situation. Probably it's for me time to get to get a job mm-hmm. and see, since i was good with linkedin i i was able to get into a couple of interviews and i almost got a job at, at a point in time <laughs> but thank god it didn't happen because what happened was that um i got like like a contract like a temporary contract for to cover for a maternity leave for someone and I was doing that as a public relations consultant. It was like probably two months. And within those two months, I was doing that while I was doing everything else. Then like all the work kept coming in. So I was doing both things at the same time. <laughs> so from no, having no money at some point, being at my lowest point in time, I made so much money in those two months that I was able to to know to pay off my <laughs> my debt with the accounting school to settle with my apartment and everything else so i just kept going and then since i was doing that people i said you know what i'm going to start like i don't like to use this word but it's like hustling you know like Getting myself out there. And I started like programming events and workshops and stuff to get myself be seen and known. And from that moment on, everything most likely, you know, kept going well. You know, uh, entrepreneurship is like a roller coaster. Sometimes you're here, up here, and sometimes you're down at the bottom. But basically, it was the trend, the long term trend was going upwards, you
1: know? Okay. So let's go back. I want to deconstruct this moment. Mm -hmm. Tell me when you found out that your father was sick. All right. Mm -hmm. How long had you been in business so far? And what was, what was your business at that point? I know you just mentioned you were taking part in a coaching, um, in a coaching certifications. You're probably not taking in a lot of clients. You were kind of focused on that. So what had you done up to that point? And what is it? And, and then after mother got sick, what is it that kept
0: you going from there? That moment I was, I had been in business for three years and I was doing, I was freelancing in public relations at that uh-huh. moment. That was what I was doing. I was also doing the, the baking business on the side, but mostly uh-huh. it was public relations.
1: <laughs> so you were doing PR and you uh-huh. were doing baking. And yeah. then you said, I'm going to get a coaching certification. Yeah. I, I want you to, to introduce me to the Marielli of that time. Like, what was she like? What was she thinking her future was like? You, you had so many things on your plate. What, what did you think you were doing at the time? Well,
0: I was, I was kind of taking my first steps into the life and the profession I wanted to pursue. I wanted to be a coach for the longest time since Mm -hmm. 2008. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we were in 2013, five years later. (laughs) Because at the moment, spending like, I don't know, like four grand or five grand into a coaching certification was like craziness. Mm -hmm. But I did it. At that year, I said, this is the time. And my dad... When he got sick, it was all of a sudden. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I mean, one time we were having dinner with my sister who came from Seattle. She was visiting Puerto Rico and we were having dinner, wine and tapas. We were having a good time. And then he sat down and he was like, oh my God, I think I must have something. He thought it was because of the food, but he was kind of feeling his chest tight. And then he had to go into surgery. yeah. And that's when things went really bad because um, the recovery from that open heart surgery, uh, he had a bypass. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was kind of long. And my mom was so impressed with that, that her blood pressure went out of control. Mm -hmm. And that's when she got really, really, really sick. She, She almost couldn't take care of him. And then we had to take care of her. I remember at some point that I had uh, people coming over from the States to help me take care of them. Like my sister and my aunt, they both came to Puerto Rico to help me. So when I solved the situation with the apartment, in the middle of my dad being really, really sick, I was like, this must be a sign. I mean, my faith, I was like, because everything, I had so many people, so many people tell me like, oh my God, don't even try it. I mean, the banks, are not going to help you. I already lost one property to, to that, whatever. And when I told them what was the name of my bank, they was like, oh my God, that is your bank? Forget it. You're never going to get it. I'm like... Jesus Christ. Right. (laughs) And I tried for many, many times to get a loan modification for my apartment. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I'm talking about. And I found a bankruptcy lawyer. Okay. (laughs) I got sat down in his office. I cried for the entire meeting because I couldn't believe, I mean, I was rock bottom. Yeah. And... And he helped me. I'm like, oh my God, how much are you going to charge me? I have no money. I was, and he was like, you know what? I don't want to be part of your problem. Let me help you. And whenever we settle this case, I get paid. And I was like, okay. So everything aligned. I was like, and the guy helped me and I got my application approved. And when I got that call, I remember I was in the hospital with my dad. Yeah. I got the call from the bank saying, he said, Marielle, I have good news for you. And when I uh, learned that my payment was going to be like a fraction of what I was like, oh my God, I can do this totally. So I decided that I had been blessed at that moment and I needed to continue going on and I needed to prove myself that I could do it because it couldn't be the end of it, right? I had a big dreams for myself, a big vision for myself. I still have. And... Every time I'm getting closer to it.
1: So at this point that this hits, that this happens, um, you had been in business, just doing PR, doing a little bit of baking, but your real dream is to be a coach. Did you know what kind of coach you wanted to be? Where did that dream come from? How did that get incepted in you in 2008?
0: Well, uh, in 2008, I was taking some leadership trainings that I was um, invited from the HR director at from the hotel I was working at that moment. So when I started taking these trainings, I was assigned a mentor and we were both having sessions like weekly. Mm. And at some point he tells me, I don't know, we were talking about the things I like to do yeah, and the things I enjoyed and what I would see myself doing in the future. And I was like, I don't know, I want to help people. <laughs> when I want to help people I, I knew that I wanted to help people with with their careers, like mm-hmm. their professionally uh, because i was I was very concerned about more than eighty percent of people not being happy at work, yeah, right I was like it's impossible for me to to believe or to accept that people need to stay at a job that they just don't like.
1: Tell me why this was important to you at that point in time
0: it's because I always knew deep inside that people have the power to choose, okay? For me, it's like I always had this sense of freedom inside inside of me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's something that I always had. I was very passionate about this. I always helped. I always used to hear people complaining about their jobs, and in my mind, it was very simple. It was like, well, why don't you quit and get another one, right? Right, <laughs> right. In my mind, it was like that. But for people, it's very complicated, you know, because, I mean, this is my security and everything. Then my th- things were changing a little bit. I did get the jobs I wanted, but in my last job, I was, I, I, felt kind of trapped in the sense that I was working so many hours and I was seeing life pass by. Yeah. And I was trapped there working crazy hours like weekends and holidays starting at 7 a.m. in the morning or leaving at 1 a.m., in, you know, and he was like, no, <laughs> like I didn't, you know, I, I could do so much better than this. Yeah. Then the leadership trainings that I took in 2008 kind of sparked really? that again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's when I, I realized like, oh, my God, what have I been doing? I mean, like. What I've been preaching all my life <laughs> now, I'm not a living example of that. Yeah, and, and even so, it took me a whole year after the leadership trainings to take the decision to quit my job. Yeah, I remember I did an exercise called the power pole, mm-hmm. and the power pole is like a 50 feet tall <laughs> pole, pole? <laughs> climb. And then you have to step on top of it mm-hmm. and you need to jump and, and hang on to a trapeze. And uh, when it was my turn, I climbed, but then I didn't know how to step in the top of the pole. Yeah. So I was like hugging. <laughs> I, can, I, can ima- I can imagine it being on the top of like, How am I supposed to put my feet on this? Exactly. Right. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I was there for the longest time, and they were giving me instructions, but I got scared, but not because of the height, because I'm not afraid of heights. It yeah. was just like, I don't know how to do this. What if I do it wrong? How? Do, I mean, you're mine, right? Playing you. Yeah. And I stayed there forever. There were two poles, and already three people had jumped from the other pole while I was there. With my analysis paralysis. Yeah. (laughs) And until the guy yells at me like, you know what? It's okay. You already made it there. It's the same thing. Just go ahead and come down. I'm like, the same thing. Hell no, this is not the same thing. I'm not going to settle. And I was, and then that comment like fired me up. I was so I mean, angry, like, no. And then I did it. And nobody could believe it, how I was there, like, for, like, 30 minutes, like, almost crying, and then I was in the top of the pole. And you've seen the picture? Yes. You've seen the picture? Yeah. And I went there, and then they wanted me to let go of the ropes that were um, holding me. Yeah. And I was like okay and I I would let go with one arm and then with the other one and until you can do this and they were like trying to help me from the bottom yeah and I'm like okay and then I let go and I said uh, an affirmation I don't even remember what and I'm like this is crazy and I jumped
1: (laughs) oh my god and by the way we're gonna We'll put that picture in your profile at theglobalphenomenon.com slash Marielle. So go, you guys go and check out the picture of her jumping onto the trapeze. We'll put that picture up. That, that's incredible. So what did that do for you?
0: Okay, let me tell you what that did for me. When I came down, I started writing, I wrote a whole reflection about what that exercise meant for me. Mm-hmm. It was for me like looking at fear in the eye. And then I was like, I'm a woman who just jumped out of a 50 feet tall pole, (laughs) not holding on to anything. I can do anything. And at that moment in time, I was a woman who wanted to complete my master's degree, but my thesis was missing. I wanted to have my own business, like a thriving business but I was still like, uh, passing by. I wanted to, I wanted like three things. I wanted to be certified as a coach, but I was still thinking about it. And then after I jumped, I went on and I finished my research project. I got graduated from my master's. I quit my job. now I have my own business and I got certified as a coach five years later, but I did it. And anytime that I am stuck at something, I remember I go back to that day when I was at the top of the, of the pole, not knowing what was going to be my next step. And I just need to trust myself, finish the thing and let go.
1: (laughs) I love that story so much because I feel like we all have something really hard that we have been through, right? That we could probably look back and be like, if I can do that. Than anything else in life, in life just seems easy in comparison. Uh, I'm gonna give you a couple of really silly examples. I'm sure our listeners have much more beefy examples of going through something hard. But uh, you know, me in I went to uh, UPW, which is Unleash the Power Within, with Tony Robbins, and they make you walk on coals. Mm-hmm. So I walked on coals, and that's that's what he's trying to do to you he's trying to get you to have that experience that you had with the ball is mm-hmm. if you can do this if you can walk on hot coals and not burn your feet you mm-hmm. can do pretty much anything uh, and there's been several like little silly things like that i went to uh colombia went to medellin colombia mm-hmm. uh, like on a rafting trip with all these millionaires and one part of the trip was in the like in the white waters in one part of the river there was a big rock and I'm telling you I I measured it it was like maybe like three stories high wow and people would climb up and jump into the river three stories high and I'm like well uh, forever I'm like yeah I'm gonna jump and then I get there I'm like yeah how about not (laughs) how about like this is not something I need to do in my life. Uh, Then from, for one reason to another, that's a long story. I ended up up there and getting up there, just climbing up the rocks. That was dangerous. There, there wasn't, there were no safety nets. I'm like, I am going to die just climbing onto the stupid rock. Like forget about jumping. I I can't get off of this rock now. So I am at the top three stories down, looking at just like a flat water. I'm like, the only way out is to just jump is exactly. to just take the step. And I, I stay there for a while. People are cheering you on like, Hey, just do it. And I'm looking back. I'm like, there is no way that I will survive just going down the normal way. Like this is the only way. And you just go and you just take this step. And at first you just start to fall like, like you fall normal. Like if you were just jumping up and down and then that, like gravity just kind of like hits you like you can feel your stomach rising to your throat and that's when I started to scream and I was I still had not reached the water yet that's when I started I'm like "Ah!" (laughs) and boom hit the water and that was one of those moments it's like if I just jumped out of a technically a three-story building I feel like I could do anything It's just that that sense of power. So I invite everybody who's listening to remember a hard thing that you've been through. Mm-hmm. And remember that starting your business or starting on the path that you want is actually much more fun in comparison than anything else that you've ever done. So we're here. So Marielle, you have gone through this leadership training, which opened your eyes it mm-hmm. ignited that fire that you had in you, that freedom that you wanted to have, you want other people to have. You go, you get your coaching certification. In the meantime, your father gets sick, your mother gets sick. These are the moments that make people quit. These are the moments when people create a perfectly good reason reason, not an excuse, but a reason mm-hmm. to say, I gave this my best shot. Clearly, this was not meant to be. And they just stop. I would love to know like straight from you what is it that made you just say this can't be it this can't be the thing that is going to stop me what made you keep going
0: well many things when I when I started like looking for jobs and I started like like just reading the job descriptions it was painful for me mm. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe me going back into the corporate world to, you know, had to, you know, work from a list of duties that were not inspiring at all to me. Yeah, (laughs) It was Mm -hmm. painful. I didn't Mm want to go back. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to be feeling again, like trapped in a corporate job where I need to be at certain time in the morning and then until a certain time at in the afternoon and not flexibility. And I mean, I was like, it would hurt me so much in my soul.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel it.
0: So I couldn't, I mean, I, I, I did went to a couple of interviews, but I was like, Ugh, I can do, I cannot do that.
1: I, I really love how you said all of that. Cause I want everyone to understand that Marielle was not in a really easy situation here, that it would have been much easier to just bite the bullet, just go get a job, give up the apartment, just do whatever. But she was not giving up. So Marielle, I want you to tell everyone, because we have to start wrapping up, I could talk to you for another half an hour about this, because I, I find your grit fascinating. And I think everybody should learn from that, to not give up, to just keep going and see what happens. And I would love to know, what do you think is the biggest misconception of anybody who's starting in their business? You've been at this for more than 10 years. What is the biggest misconception that you believe they have about being in business for the song and being a successful business owner?
0: I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that you can like you can create an account on in, in, in the internet and you're gonna have success like this, right like you can uh, place Google ads or Facebook ads and you're gonna get success right away, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work that way <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I remember saying like. 10 years ago, it was very different. But today, with all the people trying to get the same attention, it's not like that. So we have, to be, we have to be patient. We have to be consistent. And we have to, let me see, we have to put a lot of energy to get to where we want to go, right? Um, in the very beginning, especially. I mean, it's not like I saw so many people like they started with me and they were like starting to work at 10 a.m. And then they were done by by three and they were playing golf or they were, you know, oh, no, because now I'm my own boss. <laughs> and they yeah. were not even making a lot of money and they were already having like, mm, I don't think it works that way mm-hmm. <laughs> still 10 years after. And you know this because we've been like, I still work on the weekends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably I work a lot more than I used to when I was in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. But now the difference is that I'm doing what I want and I love what I do. But I mean, it's not like they get too much. They get in love with the freedom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but not with what they were here to do.
1: Yeah and um, one final question everybody listening to you there's they're at the edge of their chairs they're at the edge of the seats waiting for you to tell them exactly what to do how can they get that grit that you have so I'm going to give you the power to have the world's ear and for the next 24 hours anybody who listens to you has to do what you tell them to do in the next 24 hours and they are going to do it what is that thing that you need everyone to do right now?
0: Mm. Let me think. You should go right down right now. <laughs> what is that you want to do? What is what you want to be celebrating by the end of this year? Go ahead and go and write it now. What is it that you want to be celebrating by the end of this year? And it needs to be measurable and realistic and all of those things, right? You need, if you want to make, if you want to double your income, or if you want to weight 145 pounds, (laughs) for Mm -hmm. me, that's an ideal weight. (laughs) By December 31st, 2020 or 2021, whenever you're listening to this recording, to this podcast, Go ahead and write it now. And below that, you're going to write what is the first action, the first step that I need to take right now that will, make me, that will take me closer to achieving this goal by the end of the year. That's it.
1: I love it. And Marielle, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Where can people find you and follow your journey?
0: Very easy. <laughs> I have my own website, marielisilvet.net, which was um, made by Ina. <laughs> she was my web developer with her, with her b program. So you can go to marielisilvet.net and I have a lot of resources there. In fact, I have my Power Moves PDF that you can download. It's marielisilvet.net slash Power Moves. And it's uh, my guide with five powerful moves that you can put in place today so you can be seen, get more visibility and start building your authority. Thank
1: you so much everybody should do that again you can go watch the video version of this podcast and what and listen to all and, and read all the information that we talked about today and those links at theglobalphenomenon.com/marieli and you can get the spelling of her name from the podcast description thank you so much
0: marieli for being here always a pleasure to talk to you my friend thank you ina thanks for inviting me Bye.
1: hey there ina here After this interview, you may be wondering how can you replicate the kind of grit that Marielle has displayed throughout her entire career? How can you buckle down and get things done with as much determination as she did in a short period of time? I'm going to answer this and more in the next episode where I teach you three things that Marielle Silvette is doing very right in her business so you can start to get the same results now. And make sure to hit subscribe so that you don't miss that companion episode coming up next. To send me a question for the Q&A segment of the next companion episode, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com and I will answer your question on the air. I'll see you on the next one.
0: Thank you for listening to The Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney. Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenoncom Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with the companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Coveney, music by Jared LaBelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark.